Welcome back to First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville. It's Jeff M. back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi. And tonight the Sounds back at home starting six against Gwinnett and a two-week homestand. And we are pleased to be joined by Ed Rapuano, former MLB umpire, now working as a Major League Baseball supervisor of umpires and here to watch the Arbiters this week here at First Horizon Park. And Ed, I was just telling you, I'm, I'm thinking of our friend and everybody's friend, the Nashville native Chuck Merriweather, as I'm interviewing an umpire supervisor, which is the role that he so enjoyed after his umpiring career. Let me just start there. What did Chuck mean to you as a human being? Chuck and I came up together basically um, in, in the mid-80s, mid to late 80s, him in the American League and I was in the National League. Uh, we worked some spring training games together. Uh, I don't think we worked too much on the field, um, but he was such a close friend. Back then, we used to trade off um, card uh, passes, you know, uh, MLB passes. He'd have American League one. I'd have a National League one. Naturally, he'd want to get guys, uh, his, his buddies or family in Cincinnati, and I wanted to get guys, you know, mm -hmm. my family in New York. So we'd trade passes. Uh, Chuck and I were very, very close. And uh, just thinking about him, I, I, I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Um, uh, I just told you a little while ago, I'm going to give Rita a call, wonderful woman. Uh, he has... Uh, wonderful, wonderful kids. I mean, I just I can't say enough about how close we were. I remember interviewing Chuck one time after the MLB replay system was starting, where, where you could go to the video to see was the call right or wrong, fair foul, whatever it was. And there was this sort of presumption from the outside looking in that maybe the umpires wouldn't like that because it brings controversy or whatever. And Chuck, basically, his answer was like, we love that. It's helping get the call right. That's what we're here to do. And I feel like uh, among the topics we could talk about today, that's still at the forefront of any of this, right? Uh, you as the umpire just want the right call. However it comes to it, you want the right call. Oh, absolutely. And I, I was around for a little while at the end of my career for the uh, home runs where we had to go look at a monitor off the field and then come back out and make a decision. But at that time, there was no announcements made. We just went and looked at it and changed the call. It was boundary calls. But, yeah, our guys seem to like it, and it does affect them. Uh, you know, it gets to them if they miss a call. They have a call overturned. I shouldn't say missed. If they get a call that's overturned, yeah, sure, it gets to them. It gets to all of us. That's our job. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they also perk up, you know, like a rooster if they get one right. You know, yeah. like, yeah, that's right, I'm right. But uh, it, it's working great for the game. I mean, the times are coming down for challenges. Players are, have gotten very, very used to it. Uh, it's really running like clockwork now. They do a great job up at, up at Rockefeller Center. And the techs up there are doing a wonderful job getting our umpires, you know, the videos they need to see, all the angles and so forth. And they do a, a fantastic job. And it's, it's all technology. Mm -hmm. But the beauty part of it is their umpires making those decisions. I think that's what makes the whole system work very, very well. Triple-A umpires today, in addition to all the traditional calls that we've seen in the game for a long time, have a lot on their plate. The automatic ball strike system, the challenge system, monitoring gloves and hands for sticky substances, now the shift restrictions. So describe to fans how difficult it is right now to be an umpire and how you, in your current role, are evaluating them. Well, I'll tell you, these, these uh, young umpires today, they are spot on. They could multitask with the best of them. They have to look at clocks. They have to monitor the pitcher. They have to monitor the batter, the catcher. And at the very last 
you know, split second, they have to make a decision on the pitch. They have so much going on in their heads. But all our guys, even even our veterans, have really caught on to this because the baseball makes it real convenient for them with the clocks in center field where you could watch the pitcher, watch the clock. They also have a, a device on their, I think most of them wear it on their wrist, if I'm not mistaken, that buzz when it hits zero and so forth. But they have a lot on their plate. And then, again, at the very end, have to call the pitches and our our uh, percentage of correct pitches that they call with the ZE system is astronomical it's almost 98%. I mean that's just off the charts. Mm-hmm. With the automatic ball strike system and the challenge system regardless of how you feel about it how are they being evaluated? Like tonight the home plate umpire is not going to be calling balls and strikes he'll relay what the technology gives him. How are you still evaluating whether he has a quote-unquote good game or bad game as a home plate umpire? Is that part of it, the strike zone just just taken out because he's not deciding balls and strikes? Yeah, for the most part. What I look for in a home plate umpire is all the rest of it other than him calling pitches because I certainly can't call pitches from up here even without any kind of help uh, ABS system. Uh, I can't tell whether he had a good game or a bad game from up here, Mm -hmm. but I can see players' responses in in years past. That's how I would evaluate his strike zone. If I heard nothing from the dugouts, nothing from the pitcher and catcher, I figured he had a pretty good game. But these guys have to uh, realize that, and they do very well, they they still monitor pitches. They still have to do that because if there's a mistake, if there's a glitch or the thing goes down, they still have to monitor it. And I heard from uh, a few umpires that when they go from to total AB, and our, especially our call-up in Rovers, and then go up to the big leagues when they don't have anything, a couple of them had said it made them more conscientious. It made them focus more in those games because they didn't have to focus so much. At least they didn't think they did, mm-hmm. but they still do because they have to go up without anything and still call them. So in these games, I could tell by their head movement, by the way they react to pitches, that they are still tracking these pitches. You really have to, mm-hmm. and we try to instill in, in our umpires this is what you have to do. This, this is You still have to monitor pitches. And so what I evaluating, evaluate them on is, yeah, their stance a little bit, but these, these, they're veteran umpires. They've been in minor leagues for a long time. You know, they, we've been training them in their stance and their signals. Uh, we look at their overall persona out there, mm-hmm. uh, how they present themselves, the way they handle different situations, how they react to batted balls and rotations, developing plays, where they take plays. So there's still a lot for us to evaluate them on. The strike zone is like it's the last thing they have to worry about and look mm-hmm. at with all that other stuff on, you know, that Batman pack they wear <laughs> with all those. Uh, they, you know, they still have to concentrate and focus on the pitches, and they're doing a great job of it. That is former MLB umpire and now MLB umpire supervisor Ed Rapuano. We'll have more with Ed tomorrow, including details on the challenge system games for now it's time for the sounds and Gwinnett we're back with the starting lineups of the first pitch right after this